Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome back to the Scene to Scene podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Complex, associate editor and film writer at Deadline Hollywood. How's everybody doing out there? Today's guest is Harry Shum Jr. Now, this dude has quite the resume. I mean, he really is booked and busy. Now, let me tell you. Now, think back to when Crazy Rich Asians came out. Remember his uh, heartthrob moment at the end of the film? You know, his character interacting with Astrid, who was played by Gemma Chan. It was a small cameo role, but it made an impression on me in the audience. And he will be back for Crazy Rich Asians Part 2, which we will talk about. Now, the film, Crazy Rich Asians, really quickly, was a massive success and features a historic all-Asian cast. It was nominated for a slew of awards, including the Critics' Choice Award, Golden Globes, and SAG Awards. To examine his resume a little bit, uh, he has starred in the Netflix original film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon Part 2, The Green Destiny which is a sequel that takes place 20 years later after the original Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He was also in the Netflix original movie directed by Mick G called Love Hard, which stars Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang. And, you know, I don't know if you remember when that film came out, but it was number one on the streamer for a couple of weeks. So clock that. And then he starred in the Daniels Everything Everywhere All at Once as a character named Chad who is a hibachi cook in one of the multiverses who gets by with a little help from his cooking raccoon best friend, Rakakuni. Yes, that is a play on Ratatouille, but I feel like Rakakuni sounds so much better. Anyway, that film is winning awards across the spectrum from production to direction. It's garnered all types of awards, including acting awards for Michelle Yao, Stephanie Hsu, Kihu Kwan, and Jamie Lee Curtis. But to me, the whole ensemble is really what makes the film tick, including Rakakuni. <laughs> so right now in his journey, Shum has a recurring role on Grey's Anatomy, and his character, Benson Blue Swan, rounds out the group of five new residents for the 19th season of the ABC show. I would describe his character as a sexy, sharp-witted, brilliant, albeit a, a bit impatient. I would say generous by nature, competitive. You know how residents are in a hospital. Characters really gifted and everything. But what's going on is there's a family crisis that's inter interfered with his career plans. And now he's got a lot to prove. He joins a cast of actors on this show, including Adelaide Kane, Alexis Floyd, Nico Turho, and Midori Francis. And that is like a strong team. If you watch the show, you know they're a strong sort of tight team of new residents. That sort of breathes new life into 
the show that's been on for I don't know how long I can't even count it's been on so long now on today's episode Harry is going to talk about his resume he's going to really take a deep dive into it and what it's been like working as an actor some of the experiences that he's encountered uh where his ethnic background or racial background has come into play um he also talks about being a part of history not once but twice with crazy rich asians and then with everything everywhere all at once he also talks about what it's been like entering the gray's anatomy family and what that experience has taught him and he also talks a little bit about crazy rich asians too and what's coming up for that so woo! i feel like i've talked a lot i've talked a lot about harry but we have a great conversation planned so let's get into it Thank you uh, once again for coming on to the Scene to Scene podcast. A bit of a story. Um, Harry <laughs> Harry and I spoke uh, two and a half weeks ago, but unfortunately the recording didn't record. It didn't take, it didn't get saved anywhere. Just a bunch of technical difficulties and he was great enough to be able to come back on and, and talk about um, you know, everything that we talked about before. So thank you so much for, for chatting with me again. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Uh, Zoom. Yeah, I know. Zoom. I was, I wanted to, I think I kind of did throw my phone. I have like a really heavy duty detector, <laughs> so I was able to just throw it and just whatever, but I'm so grateful um, that you were able to come back on and talk. And I, I know you've, you know, been in filming and stuff like that. And from the time that we we spoke till now, has anything, you know, changed in the way that, you know, things have been operating on, on set at Grey's Anatomy and anything new that you've learned about your, your character and what people can expect to see? Yeah, that is a good question. Uh, I think it was longer than two and a half weeks. It just feels, it feels like it just cause we, um, we're already on episode 10. Um, oh, wow. and I think last time I spoke to, we were like on six or seven. Yeah. They, they move fast over at Grey's Anatomy. Um, but yeah, a lot of things I'm, I'm discovering, uh, what I really like about this show is, you know, there's a lot of discovery, uh, on, on this particular show. The trajectory is, is really just trying to survive, you know, at least for our characters, internship, and then the other, other places survive their cup, their, um, the relationship, some surviving, um, uh, just life in general. And um, so, you know, there's new discoveries within my character of uh, his past, his kind of um, his tics, his, the reason um, he might come off, be off-putting in some, in some ways, or, or, some, um, you know, how, why certain comments are made um, are, are very, very important as far as kind of down the line. And, you know, I, I'm discovering, you know, there's, you know, there, there's, there, he's, he has a, a bit of a, he's a bit of an empath in, in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. but, you know, he doesn't quite show it, doesn't quite know how to process that himself, or hasn't even processed it, um, especially with uh, dealing with his parents. I think that's a big right. part of, like most of us, you know, <laughs> you don't <laughs> discover that way later in life. And <laughs> I'm curious to know if there's anything that you've learned 
you know, playing a medical intern or any any medical jargon that you have learned or picked up on having been on this show. I, I meant to ask that last time, to be honest, but I don't think I got a chance to. But now, you know, that we're 10 episodes in, is there anything that you, because I see these TikToks and people are like, oh, people don't call me a medical professional, but then they recite like different lines from Grey's Anatomy and different things of that nature. So I'm wondering if there's anything you picked up on that you sort of didn't realize before or something that's been surprising to you in the medical field. One is I could never do this in real life. <laughs> that's what I learned. <laughs> that's the biggest thing I learned. Uh, you know, I was in my first uh, OR surgery and, and uh, it was fascinating it was um, thrilling in a lot of ways, but terrifying because, you know, you get to, we have, we have real medical doctors, we have real surgeons with us and sometimes playing that, that's the beauty of the show. They integrate real life um, uh, surgeons uh, that, that are standing right next to you while you're filming. Um, so they can at least really see if, if you're doing it right, if it's believable and if it's done properly. And, you know, so, so many, in so many ways, they, um, what I have learned outside of the medical terminology, which honestly just comes in my brain the moment I'm filming and then leaves it immediately when they say, <laughs> brain, <laughs> brain, um, I can't fit all of that. There's some, some words are so long, um, you know, and, uh, you know, when, when we were doing one particular surgery, you know, uh, you know, making tunnels and, and, and creating, um, you know, trying to make sure like blood clots, you know, th what they do is they built these prosthetic legs that look so real. We have the actor there and then, or legs or arms or whatever you're, you're, you're dealing with. And what's fascinating at a, at a certain point, I can see him sitting there or laying there, you know, uh, uh, um, and while we're performing surgery or, uh, you start to realize like, oh, this is, this is not real, even though it starts to feel real because the skin tone, everything just starts to look real. Um, so for me, I, I think there's a lot of like illusion that's illusions uh, that, that are happening while you're, um, while you're in the scene. And it's, it's really incredible what, what, uh, what the show has been able to do, but also kind of, you know, highlight the um, surgeries that have never been done before. Like, uh, I don't want to spoil anything that's coming up, but th there's some really cool surgeries that have only been done once. Um, so, you know, these things that I've never heard about that, that are really um, kind of opening up to the public. Mm. Um, and, and that's what the show has done so well. I think something you mentioned that I don't think I had noticed before is the use of of, of, of prosthetics and, and sort of practical effects, you know, that I don't know, I don't know why. As someone who's watched the show, I don't know why that never crossed my mind. Uh, I think I'm just so used to CGI and things being sort of automated, you know, via computer that you forget that people can make these sort of practical effects and these things that you can like touch and you know, you know, see up close and personal. And thank goodness you don't have a fear of blood, do you? Because I presume that that would freak you out if you you did or it might it might still freak you out to see these practical effects look so realistic yeah the, the, you know i think it, it kind of have to you have to overcome it at a certain point <laughs> or <laughs> um but uh 
Yeah, and even the inside, they're not it's not even the outside, the inside, the practical effects that they're putting inside, blood coming out, and then there's Ooh. like if you go too deep, there's like you're gonna feel something hard, which is the oh. bone. And then sometimes there's organ, like it's oh. they do an incredible job and, and you're right, you don't notice it because they do such a good job. And I, I don't think you should notice it um uh when you're watching the show. It it, it should feel and look real. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So your character, Benson, Dr. Benson Kwan, has been, you know, really on this journey, um, you know, since he first made an appearance, um, you know, trying to balance life and and, and work in this internship um, and trying to keep a steady pace with, with everyone else. What things can, can people expect from your, like, what kind of growth, if you could describe the growth? that your character has experienced over the last couple of episodes. How would you put that into words? Um yeah, I think when you're when you're young and you're you're in the high paced um really uh job that the stakes are so high for not just someone's life but also your career and and you know multiple things that are happening you know, speaking up at a certain point at this is something I think that's really hard to do um, in general, but speaking up in, in, in a way that you're heard is, is I think, um, something that Benson is um, going to learn um, probably the hard way. And um, I, I think the growth uh, of it is, is him discovering that he doesn't have to go through this alone. And I think a lot of interns are, are um, not just interns, but all, all the other characters, you know, there, there's a sense of loneliness specifically, you know, when you, when you're off the clock and when you're on the clock, you, you have all hands have to be on deck and everyone has to contribute. And I think people forget that you kind of have to apply that into your outside life, uh, outside work life, um, that you don't have to do all of this alone and that you are not alone. So I, I, you know, I think for Benson and, and he's been closed off to relationships to people um, just because he ha he's one track mind of trying to um, overcome his fear. And, uh, and, and let me tell you something, um, it, Valerie, this is so hard to talk about this character without spoiling a thing. <laughs> this is one of the harder shows to just like talk about the character, but not spoil anything. Cause you know, you don't want to spoil anything for grace, but I think that, that that's, you know, that's going to be the biggest part of his journey, at least um, from, from where we filmed to. And one of the, and you spoke about this last time, but I wanted to get your perspective. I sort of broadened the question. Grey's Anatomy has been known for being, you know, super diverse, having different types of stories from patients and different types of doctors and nurses and people who are all involved in this story. It seems like 
you felt super comfortable and the cast and crew and the production was ready to receive you, you know, as your full authentic self as Harry Shum Jr. Have you ever been on a set where you felt like maybe the production wasn't ready to receive you as your full authentic self? I don't know if this, I don't know if the question makes yeah, sense. I, I, yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, I think in order to play, you know, I think we have this idea of, you know, sometimes actors come in and, you know, a lot of people portray it that way and do it a certain way. And, you know, I, I think hats off to them. Um, but also sometimes they already got to be themselves before mm -hmm. they got on set, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. they don't have to constantly remind people that I might not look like you. Right. And 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 so don't assume the things that you would assume from which is why it's so important of what we see on tv what we read and what we hear you know because i think that is the battle that that's i won't even say battle battles i think the, the wrong word i think the obstacles um of trying to to go onto a set and say hey i can contribute in this way but when 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 the other side or the sides that that are dictating what they're going to show and on 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 the screen isn't don't quite uh understand you want to know you or um know you well uh to the point where they're like they can at least squeeze as much out out of you mm -hmm. if that makes sense and um so i would look at it i say that this particular uh job um grace ha has has had many many years to figure this out and i think that's one of the best things that can um that the show itself can offer mm -hmm. um and and i definitely you know we had a i had a really um thorough and and, and really nice kind of writers meeting and then we have a specific writer uh, that we we talk to we can talk freely to um and you know i think that also comes with body of work that i've had you know i, I don't think it works for everyone I, i've been very mm. lucky to have a body of work but also kind of be able to talk about the things that i that are, are meaningful to me the things that i could do mm -hmm. but also you know i want to be surprised and i want to be challenged at the same time things that i never thought that i could play how i could play it right um is something i want to leave up to to kind of chance and, and nature to take its course um but to 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 answer your question overall, I um, there have been a lot of hurdles, uh, you know, in, in previous sets that I just had to navigate and figure out. But I also am very thankful for those because I at least through through those trial and errors, um, through saying the wrong things or not saying enough or not saying anything at all, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm, I'm better equipped to be able to to have those conversations and to present myself in the way that I want to be presented. That's a really great, great response. So thank you, because I know that was a really kind of loaded uh, question. And now that, you know, you're a part of the, of the Grays family, what do you hope that, you know, others who sort of watch the show get out of your character's journey you know i think with this someone he's 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 he is someone that is currently and has been scarred and and burned with not just life but also the system mm -hmm. and also a certain mindset that has um that has been traditionally 
uh, upheld and hasn't kind of cha- has been passed down over time. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, I feel like with people watching this, what they can at least take away from this particular character uh, are that you can you can overcome it. You can overcome those things, but sometimes you have to overcome it by doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by doing, experiencing, living uh, life uh, the way that you might not know how the results are going to be. Um, and and I think with Benson, he's always he's always battling with the results, and so, and it's all also battling back at him, as opposed to you know what I've learned in my life is is you know things happen things will happen no matter no matter how much you push, and sometimes when you push too hard, it's going to push even harder. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that so far is kind of what I've what I've taken away from what we've filmed and you know it might change uh depending on what the writers and 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 the team want to do with with Benson so from Gray's from Gray's Anatomy going back to your first film role how would you describe the trajectory of the type of career that you've sort of curated for yourself from being a part of one of the biggest shows to exist on television to being a part of one of the you know biggest films featuring an all asian cast to you know the other things that you've done on you know in television and and, and in film so you know that no one's a hard question because you know when it says like my first role i i, I think back to when I had one line in, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Okay, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess I'm sitting in this whole field of getting like trying to get one line anywhere I go." So that was all on my mind, you know. It's and you, you look at the little steps, right? Because you think about this goal of like, "Yeah, I would love to be on this show and have this storyline." I was just trying to get a line, man. <laughs> I was just trying to- I was just, that's all that was on my mind. I was like, if I got one, I was like, oh, let me get two. Yeah. I wasn't thinking like storyline, but you know, I think through that, it's so funny because um, I, you know, especially on any show when, you know, you, I think there is no, no foreground can exist, which is meaning the principles without a good background um, in, in the best capacity of, of, of making a, a scene, you know, when you're blocking something, you have to have interesting background, interesting foreground, which kind of play with each other. And, uh, through all that space and time, uh, playing almost, um, being on these shows that, that, that I've been so lucky to be a part of, but, you know, being in a lot of the background se- sequence scenes, I had to create life, um, with these, uh, what was happening to these characters, not just what was on scripted, because half the time I wouldn't even be on the script. Right. You know? right. So I, I would have to um, create some sort of scenario scene in my head and play with it and make something interesting without, um, without trying to pull too much focus and just contribute in a way where the whole of the scene is interesting um, with my contribution. Um, so, uh, you know, I never thought I would be here uh, doing these really interesting projects that um, I'm so grateful to be part of, you know, with all the way from Crazy Rich Agents to Everything Everywhere uh, to to even Grays. These are all have a place in people's hearts, you know, and to have a little bit uh, of, of 
kind of a seedling to 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 hopefully grow like to see that people are dressing up as this character that I've never mm-hmm. had a character where so many people dressed up on Halloween and I was just getting bombarded, not in a bad way, but in, in the best possible way of seeing all these beautiful pictures of their kids, of their, um, of their dogs on their heads. And, you know, <laughs> it was just amazing. It was so incredible. So, uh, you know, I never thought that this would happen and, and uh, I'm, I'm luckier for that. Cause I, I don't know if it would have been good if I said, yeah, this is exactly what I want and I'm going to get here. Um, because I don't know how I would have grown as an actor in that way. And speaking of everything everywhere, all at once and, and Crazy Rich Asians, these are two stories that are really centered not just around the the Asian experience, but um how do I say this? They're 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 centered around people existing in the world. And it's these, you know, being Asian is not the focus. Because, you know, sometimes you get these roles, you get into these these roles or these films where it's like they want you to play up a certain aspect of yourself that's just sort of unnecessary. But on, you know, films like this, you can just walk onto set and just be relaxed to just be who you are and be comfortable in your skin. And, you know, and work with legendary folks like Michelle Yao who is like the queen of action right now and um you know and not being afraid to take on roles where you wear a raccoon on your head raccoonie and (laughs) and you're making you know hibachi dinners or whatever how does it how is it relaxing to sort of just be in these environments where you don't have to worry about putting on airs or whatever where you can just be yourself and also see culture being celebrated Uh, a a big yes (laughs) yeah an absolute yes um i I think more so because i've just been on the other end of the spectrum of being completely uncomfortable um Mm. uh, you know to moving you know moving from another country to here it's Mm -hmm. it was you know i i got a lot of reps through trying to adapt and and then find yourself because you're like well is this me or is this me trying to make other people feel comfortable right Um, right and yeah and that was really uh you know a big part of my my life during you know in my elementary and kind of junior high days until you know i got to walk on a stage and and play other people and 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 then kind of lay it all on there so I can be quiet and I can be shy and, and be okay with that because I got to be so loud and, and, and big on stage that this was kind of a path that, that felt natural to me. And I just kept gravitating towards there without any idea of, of wanting to be a certain thing. You know, it's, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know outside of being an actor being this they just want to be famous and do all these things and it's just a, it's it's it, it like what does that mean is i right. guess the question right and and for for this you know it's not about being always comfortable because sometimes being un- uncomfortable allows you to have interest uh, uh really thoughtful and and deeper conversations mm-hmm. with people um you know and i've i've been on on many sets where where those uncomfortable conversations was as simple as pulling someone aside and, and, and explaining in a calm manner and talking it through. And sometimes that might take a half hour to get that going, but that seed that's planted can allow more growth for not just yourself, 
because you're able to communicate the things that are on your mind, but also for the other person to have a better understanding. And, and that I think spreads a lot further than, um, I think what, 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 what tends to happen is the, I'm going to go and talk to that person and get, you know, and, and, and get that person to go away or whatever. And it, it, to me, that just goes to a darker place um, as opposed to, uh, you know, I, I think it, it still can happen with people that might look like you, you know, there's gonna problems will arise that no matter what, you're going to have to have that communication um, or, 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 or being able to at least take a, having time to process what you might want to say in order to better the situation. So, uh, you know, everyone at least feels comfortable to have conversations. That makes sense. Not just be comfortable. Right, 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 right. Um, dang, that was a great answer. I know I'm throwing these like hardball questions at you, bro. Yeah. But I know people want to know the streets want to know, you know, what's going on with crazy rich Asians too and what folks can expect from that. I know you can't probably give too much information, but I think, you know, people want to hear, you know, how it's coming along or anything like that. That was a really exciting time in cinema where it was just like, I remember receiving the invitation from, you know, my friends, uh, Jeff Yang and everybody's like, you need to go see this movie. And, and, you know, I just remember being in the audience and experiencing the pride and the joy that people have watching this, not just other Asian people, but everybody was just sort of excited. So I think people are like, what's going on with part two? So I'm like, I'm going to talk to Harry and see what he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I had, I had lunch with one of the producers uh, and, you know, I think what, what they're really striving for is to not give you the same experience, but to give you a new experience. Um, and that takes time. You know, we all know a lot of sequels kind of don't live up to the original. Um, and, and the ones that do, I, I feel that they have taken the time and care to, to make sure that the characters' journeys and the story really um, follow through uh, and, and, and give, give, not just give people that, that same kind of feeling of, of um, you know, because uh, that's hard. You know, when you watch the when you watch the um, the first one, it um, it was just firing at all cylinders. You know, mm-hmm. John Chu and the team they did you know incredible job of giving you this almost like new world that you've never seen, but also had a very familiar uh, story that that you know we all kind of have grown to love about that specific genre. Um, and I, I think for this one and and the, and the spinoff, they're they're trying to really. Um, uh, just get it right. Um, and you know, that's, uh, what's, what's taking its time. And I mean, look, I'm impatient as well. I'm just like, yo, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) So I I get it. I get it. But that, that's, that's all I can, I can really say about, uh, about the sequels. No, I think that that's, I think that that's great. And I think that that's definitely leaves me, you know, sort of excited for what's to come next. And, I got to say again, thank you for coming on my podcast a second time. I promise this one is recorded. And yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely recorded. And I can't wait for others to hear about your journey, um, you know, in your career and on Grey's Anatomy. Um, you've been great. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Valerie. Yeah, I appreciate thank it. You. This is, no, you know, you're, you're really lovely to talk to. Uh, you know, you very thank thoughtful you. questions. Um, and uh, I, I, I would love to continue the conversation in the future.